This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. He's doing in this time. Let's magnify the name of the Lord. Let's begin to appreciate Him. That song says how great He is. Indeed, He is great. He's never moved by circumstances. He's never moved by situations. He knows the end from the very beginning. The scripture calls him the all-knowing God, the all-wise king. Let's begin to appreciate him on this beautiful day, wherein he has, he has granted us life. It has pleased him that we'll be among those who will gather to say, the Lord is king, the Lord is over all. Let's bless him. Let's praise him. Let's thank him. Let's adore him. Let's worship him. The world is looking for a way to take his praise out of your mouth, but we are refusing. We say we will not be silent. We will not keep mute. He has given us voices to worship. He has given us hearts to worship and to connect with him. We are made as beings. He said when he made them, in, in the Garden of Eden, he will always come down in the evening to fellowship with man. The world wants to cut off that fellowship with God, but we say no. We say no. Let's thank him for the privilege to fellowship with him again this time. Let's thank him for the gathering. Let's thank him for his presence. Let's thank him for his power. At this time and this season, <laughs> it's only those who are connected with him that will survive. It's only those who have that relationship with him that will make it. And we want to thank you for the grace he has given us to be connected to him. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Lord, we adore you. Your church will not be silent. Your church will not be silent. As long as we are in the world, we are the light of this world. We will not dwell in darkness. And for our sake... The world will not be in darkness. We thank you. We give you praise. We honor you. We glorify your holy name. Thank you for what you are doing in this time. Thank you because out of the ashes we rise. Thank you because into our darkness you shine your light. Father, shine your light once again into the light of the world. Make the darkness become light. Make this gloominess become bright. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to thank him for the privilege. He's counting on you and I. He said, I'm looking for a man. I'm looking for a woman who will stand in the gap. Someone who will say enough is enough. Someone who will say this plague comes to an end. Someone who will say the Lord is king. Though he slay me, I will yet trust in him. Someone who will stand and say, I know whom I believe. I know whom I believe. I know whom I believe. A song says, even in death, whether in death or in life, that our mouth will still submit to him in worship. Whether we are alive or we are dead, it doesn't matter. Christ remains king. God remains on the throne. And because we are here, we are even going nowhere. <laughs> A man of purpose cannot be terminated before the purpose is fulfilled. Anybody hearing me? Anybody who knows that they have a purpose in life, a purpose under God, that life cannot be cut short until you have completed your assignment. Say, I am going nowhere. <laughs> you are not sounding like you are sure you are going nowhere. Say, I am going nowhere. 
<laughs> until I have completed my assignment here. How can, how can people, well, let me not even go there. <laughs> we that were made to be socially connected, schemes and agendas of men and of, of the devils and demons are, are wanting to create isolation. This morning, we're going to be praying about strength. And it so happened that um, over the past week, I was looking at things about dry cells and, and, and wet cells. Those that, that, those that know about how batteries are formed would, would probably be aware of this. And I, and, I, and I realized, I remember some of the experiments I did back in secondary school. That a, a small touch battery on its own may not be able to switch on a touch. Because the amount of energy it will produce cannot light up that filament of the bulb. But by the time you combine them, those that are from areas where uh, electric power is a, is, a, is a luxury would understand uh, some of this. You'd have to put one, two. In fact, the bigger the light, the more the batteries you need. And that is what, that's how God has ordained humanity. Our strength is in our connection. Why isolate? Just watch out. Watch out when all this is over. You will see the amount of, oh, Lord, I don't want to be a prophet of doom. But there was none of this isolation, and we had several mental health issues. And now people are isolated. Somebody get angry and say, this is ending. The church will be strong. Churches closing? Ah. I don't mind us going online. But at least the church should be open. 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 People have to pray. People have to be connected. We have to still stay and get the light and the fire burning. I want us to pray this morning. because the, the scripture says in Proverbs 22, 24 verse 10, if I'm right. It says, if you fail in the day of trouble, there was never a strength is my own version. Because if there was strength, you won't fail. You will try. Let us pray this morning and say, the strength of the Lord upon the church will not fail. The strength of the Lord upon our lives and our families will not fail. Look at all the numbers and statistics we are getting. Whether they are real or not is another issue. But the thing is, at least we are made aware that those that are joining that number are those that have been compromised. Are those who lack strength, as it were. Health strength, emotional strength, whatever form of strength. Let us pray that the church of the Lord will be strong. Let's pray. Let's pray. That's why we've gathered. If not, we could have all stayed in our houses and prayed it alone. We came for corporate anointing. We want one battery to add to another battery so that the lights can come on. We want a battery to connect to another battery so that the touch light can come on. We come to ask together as a corporate body. That the strength of the Lord upon the church will not fail. That the church of the Lord will continue to stand upon the high mountains. Wherein decrees shall proceed. Where the law shall proceed. We should be the ones saying what should be happening in the nations. If there is trouble, the church will stand and say this is what should happen. This is what is coming on. This is how we should approach it. 
I have not heard any of the news lines, any of the news headlines, anywhere, any of them talking about praying. It's about how many have died. It's about the next action, the next measure. And there is no prayer there. There's no place for God there, in quotes. We are, we are placing back the place of God in, into all of those agendas. The church will be strong at this time. The church will be strong at this time. You and I will be strong at this time. The light of the church will not be in darkness. In the name of Jesus, as long as we are in this world, we are the light of the world. As long as we are in this nation, we are the light of this nation. As long as we are in this city, we are the light of this city. If you believe it, you can become it. We believe it and so we are. We are the light of the world. We are the light of this nation. We are a city on a hill and our light cannot be hid. In the name of Jesus, we decree unto the land, light, 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 light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be illumination. Let there be light. Let there be warmth. Let there be warmth. Let there be warmth. Every coldness go away. Every lukewarmness go away. We decree warmth. We decree hotness. In the name of Jesus, in the precious name of Jesus, the church of the Lord will be strong. Our strength will not fail. Our strength will not fail because our strength is in God. Our strength is in God. We have found safety. We have found energy. We have found strength in the Lord God, our King. Therefore, the, the land would experience, would notice that there's church. The, Lord, the land would notice that we serve the living God. And he's going to do wonders in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we give you praise and thanks. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. A very popular verse. And it's talking about us being steadfast. Unmovable. Unshakable. Let's pray and ask that the grace to enforce this motto, the grace to enforce this mission comes upon the church. Comes upon the church. And, and back to my analogy of batteries. In those days, it used to be that if, say, the torch requires two batteries and one is already weak, by the time, say, two of them were weak, if you put it on, the light will not come on at all. But if you were to take another one that is on fire, that is still fully charged, and connect it with the other one that is near dead, the light will come on, though it will be weak. But where I'm going to is, if we say everybody else has caved in, and we cave in, it's finished. But if others cave in, and we sort of stand and say, ah, not on our watch, the sparkle can come again. And imagine that sparkle coming. We can use it to find where the other batteries are. I'm just remembering my village as I'm giving this analogy. Those days we would have played with the battery and our parents would be looking for it in the night. Whereas we were playing with it in the afternoon. And so they just need something to light up to find where we must have placed it. We're going to pray that that beacon of hope, that beacon of light will not be lost. The church will come alive. And it starts with us. As far as I'm concerned, we are the church in this city. Anybody can call their own to the church. But for me, this is the church in this city. And this church cannot close. 
And this church cannot afford to cave in. We cannot afford to cave in. Let's pray for strength. Let's pray for God's grace that we will be unshakable, immovable. We will be steadfast, abiding. Abiding in the midst of his promise. He has promised us. He has promised us. He said, only with your ears will you hear. He said 10,000. And what is the number in the UK? It's not even up to 10,000 yet. Why are we quaking? He said 10,000 at your side. 1,000 at the other side. It shall not come nigh thee. And the reason why it won't come near you is because you are meant to be the light. You are meant to be the one bringing hope. You are meant to be the one placing an agenda. The agenda of God on the table. Many have pushed it aside. Many have pushed it aside. All of the programs has pushed God aside. But he's the one. He's the one that is supreme. He's the one that will say it ends today and so shall it be. And so the church is going to pray. Let's pray this morning. Let's pray this morning. Let's pray this morning and ask him who can do all things. Let's ask him who can do all things. Father, make us steadfast. Make us immovable. Make us unshakable. Let it be, oh God, that as firm as we are today, so we shall be down the line until the end of this storm. In the name of Jesus, our faith will not dwindle. Our hope in you will not, will not crash. In the name of Jesus, our persistence will not suddenly run down. In the name of Jesus, our battery remains charged. Our faith in your promises remains steadfast, remains charged. In the name of Jesus, we have come to charge our batteries. We have come to charge our batteries. Therefore, we pray, let the alternator not fail. Let the alternator not fail. As we are using the battery, Lord, recharge it. Father, recharge us, recharge us, recharge us, recharge us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. As in the days of old, the church stood their ground. The church brought victory. The church brought a turning around. Father, we pray, the church in this time will not suddenly be weak, will not suddenly cave in. The church will stand and declare deliverance and declare liberty once again in the name of Jesus. It lies with us. It lies with us. You are calling on us. You are depending on us. You are depending on your church. You are depending on us in this time. Father, help us not to fail you. Help us not to fail you. In the name of Jesus, keep and preserve us. Cause our testimonies to be resounding. Help us, O oh Lord. Help us to stand in the gap. Help us to stand in the place you have called us. At this time, the light must shine. The light must shine. The light of the gospel must shine. For in Jesus' precious name we are praying. I just like us still along the line of strength. I like us to look at 2 Samuel 3, verse 1. And that's where we'll probably end this session of prayer. And then we'll praise him like never before. And then he will do wonders. As I alluded to when I was uh, trying to describe or, or, or create the picture of what's happening, I was talking about all the things we are hearing on the news. All the things we are hearing about. Even my three-year-old knows the name of what's happening. Yeah. But the whole idea just reminds me of what happened in the days of David and what Saul was doing. The agenda that Saul had at that time. But because God is always God, God worked it out such that 
the house of David continued to work stronger in the midst of all the agenda. And the house of Paul, of Saul, began to grow weaker and weaker. Let's round off in this one minute and decree it so that our houses and the house called the church will work stronger in this season. I said the church will work stronger in this season. The church will work stronger in this season. And all of the agendas from the pit of hell will begin to cave in because they will grow weaker and weaker in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Let's pray. Let's pray as we round off in 30 seconds. The church will grow stronger. 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 Our strength will be stronger. Our strength will work stronger. In the name of Jesus, we will not suddenly be weak. We will not be weak. The enemy's camp is weakened. The enemy's hand is weakened. The enemy's agenda will fault it. It is, it is failing. It remains a failure. In the name of Jesus. Why not just begin to worship him? Why not just begin to thank him because your house is getting stronger? Why not begin to bless his name because you are a winner? You are coming out of this and you are coming out stronger. You are coming out better than you went into it. Your testimony will be resounding. The Lord will use you to bring many to him because of your testimony in this season, because of your testimony in this time. We are not denying the evidence that we are seeing, but we have a greater evidence. We are not denying the facts that we are hearing, but we have a greater fact and truth in the world. We give you glory, Lord Jesus. Father, your people have gathered. Your word says, where two or three are gathered, as long as it is in your name, you are there. We trust that you are here this morning. Father, please do the unusual. They were gathered in that upper room on that day. And all of a sudden, you came down mightily. And someone who could not even withstand the little girl and had to lie and had to deny and had to suddenly became bold and stood and said, this is what ought to be. Let that grace come upon your church today. And Lord, we pray also in extension for the church in the land. You can spark the light again. We stand not just for the name of we had service, no. But we stand to light up the light. We light up the fire such that the sparks can begin to spark again. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for answer to prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Come on, fountain of love. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we have prayed. Hallelujah. And so we're just going to bless the name of the Lord. We're going to sing in line with what we believe. And it shall be done unto us in Jesus' name. All right, so I want you to feel free. <laughs> feel free where you are. If it's not comfortable enough, find somewhere where you are comfortable and where you can dance. David danced and the reproach was taken away. We can worship this morning and then we'll begin to hear a different news in the name of Jesus. Let's go, guys.
keep quiet. I won't keep silent. possible for our God and to him that believes to him that believes to him that believes scripture says the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom and I dare say that is the beginning of deliverance that's the beginning of life. Once we let that enter into us well, we will not fear anything else. We will not fear anything else. We will not fear anything else. Our Father is the King. And we are princes and princesses in that kingdom, in his kingdom. And he's not a man who can be mystified by a mere virus. He is the Lord of hosts, the king of all situations, the king above all. Just picture yourself being a child of that personality. Just picture yourself being in that royal lineage. Direct link, not adopted. And not first cousins or second cousins. Direct child of that king. Whom shall you fear? Whom shall you be afraid of? You unravel me. With a melody, you surround me with a song of deliverance from this enemy till all my fears are gone. 
public now walking up to Williams or Charles and slapping them in public coronavirus is wanting to slap the church but he, <laughs> he does not know he does not know he does not know our paternity he does not know our lineage does not know how royal we are and we are going to enforce our personalities in Christ. We're going to enforce our paternity in Christ. We're going to enforce the knowledge of who we are in Christ to Him. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Come on, put your hands together in thanksgiving and in worship. Wherever you are listening, just bless the name of this mighty God. The ruler of the whole universe, the one who is always in control. He's in control. He's in control. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's in full control. My 
magnify your name. Just as we take one or two moments to look into the scripture and pray, we ask Lord that you will grant us free access into your presence. We know we have it already in Christ Jesus. We are only asking that nothing shall block that access. Wherever people are listening at this time, touch their hearts, Lord. Let every home, let every location become an altar unto you. And let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you folks. Well done. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. We bless the name of the Lord for preserving us. And thank God for all our mothers. May you grow from one glory to a level of glory to another in Jesus' name. And your source and resource will never run dry in the name of the Lord. So we are here again, um, gathered, and just as we expected, just a handful of people are in, and that is good. And um, I was just thinking how good it is that um, we have been obeying these instructions. I wish we obey every scripture like that. <laughs> I mean, it's right to the letter. Uh, sometimes the way we are going, we are going with our tape rule now. You know, tape measure. Is that tape measure you call it? But it shall be well. Uh, we are not denigrating those things. We are only saying that um, this is just for a little while. And the glorious dawn will come again in Jesus' name. Um, we, just a few people that were in for the pre-service prayer this morning, uh, I think um, Deacon David articulated it very well, the reason why we must keep the church open in one form or another. And um, I'm the absolute confidence in the Lord that these gatherings, they are required by God. Um, and I also want to make it very clear that the church opening and keeping the service going is not to make a point. It's to offer a service. And there's a word of difference between, you know, uh, between that. We're not making a point and 
Even for the few people that came in this morning, I purposely informed the people that ushered them in, called them the holy police to not just try, probably one another day. We, we just, we don't want to make point to anybody. We just want to contact God. We just want to do something for the glory of God. And so we've been explaining that for the past few days and weeks, and uh, we need to constantly reiterate that. It is a sense of duty that is driving us, and that sense of duty, we won't let it go. I don't want one day for the Lord to look at us and say, you missed the chance. Uh, that's what is driving me. And I, I ask that you please pray for all leaders, especially Christian leaders at this time. Many of them are seriously conflicted. You know, you turn right, you turn left, you expect criticism. Um, uh, to be very honest with you, it's easier for somebody to tell you what to do than for you to be the one leading people. This is the time you know. This is the time you know that uh, just pray for me. <laughs> uh, a lot easy. I have a lot of phone calls I'm receiving. Pastor, what shall we do? I said, that's the easy part. Because at the end of the day, you say it's X, Y, Z that tells me. You abrogate your responsibility. And so, this is, and the Lord has raised me up like that. I will forever be grateful for the story my mother told me. I'll use uh, a, a few things to just tell us about some landmarks that God has got in all our lives. But that was a landmark in my life. Some of you knew the story. Um, in the days of politics in Nigeria, my uh, father was at that time contesting for the Western House of Assembly. Um, and then he was in one party, the other party, you know all those times when they were doing wet, yeah, those of you that were, so our house was a little bit on a hill, and these uh, thugs, they were coming for him, to kill him, actually. I remember very well in those days, until the soldiers came, he had quite a few rifles in the house. <laughs> I remember when he went to throw it in the dam, because, so it was a very tense time. So he was standing, he was sitting on the veranda, as we call it, I don't know where that is, the English equivalent for that in our generation. We still have verandas. Balcony, thank you. But veranda is still an English word. It's just an old English word. So balcony is the contemporary one. So he was sitting on the balcony of the house. And these people were just about 100 meters away from our house. And my mom ran to him and said, they are coming, they are coming. They should go in inside and hide. And my dad said, no. I was, this time, pre-66. Um, I was, how old was I? Under seven anyway. And uh, he said, no. So when the children grew up, they would then say my, their father hid under the bed. So let them be coming. Uh, he was not the big, big apostle. Uh, he knew Jesus. <laughs> 50 years from our house, Ansarara police came, dispersed them. My mother was proud to tell me that story. And that has been driving my life. That in times of crisis, um, is the time when you are tested. It's hard. Um, you might think it's a small decision. I mean, having lots of, and a lot of things will be coming on you, especially when you are a leader of people like this, people that who loves the Lord, who wants to follow God's instruction. You can't get it wrong. Can't afford to get it wrong. And when you're also within a bigger system, I mean, a bigger, bigger church system in the nation. So please pray for us that the Lord, we, and the Lord has been reassuring me that he's made up his mind. That what we have set ourselves to do, you will honor it. And that's why I'm telling you again, please don't go around telling everybody, oh, we are tougher than we are not. We are only saying that we feel a call by God to keep the altar of God in prayer because the Lord says he will answer it. 
So that's why we are gathering. So I need to get that very correct because as the days are going by, um, as it is for now, no law is being broken because the government just on Friday, was it? Decided to announce and it listed those places that must be closed up to gyms, isn't it? So they were very clear about the places that they closed. And they do that many times, I think, because they are careful too. Um, and they try to not overstep. Or, so if they've turned a blind eye, as it were, into congregation of people, of course, we're going to apply our own common sense and all. Uh, there's a purpose for that one. So, you know, the few that are in church today, we are here uh, under the cover of the law, and um, we, we thank God for, you know, the people that have come to support us in worship and all the rest of that. Amen. So, <clears throat> we also will not be sharing information by, necessarily by, you know, I've sent a few out before, so I will probably be fought more now um, into sharing information, you know, either by our email distribution list, and we also have a test that we can send direct. Please don't forward information given to us as a church to other people. They are for our individual consumption. So, going forward, we will not use the social media in that sense anymore. Our information is for us, and as I said, we are closing in now. I'm not, it's not so, we're closing in now, and all we do, I want only everyone to know about it. I'm not interested in, so please, I beg you, stop broadcasting what we are doing. We are doing an underground service for the Lord, and we are doing it because we know whom we are calling upon. Is that very clear? Uh, if it need be, actually, we Wednesday, we don't know. Not because we're afraid. We just don't want to give the wrong signal. We don't want people to start thinking, oh, it's because they are proud. No, we're not. <laughs> we are just ordinary people. We feel a call of God upon our lives to stand up in a time of crisis because we know whom we believe. Does that make sense to you? And so even we may not use the main entrance, just use the red door and the car park to come in because we are here for the duty. Is that okay? And so that is the purpose for that, and I want us to stick to that uh, very carefully. Hallelujah. All right, so I just have one or two things to share with you, then we start praying. And the title of the admonition, our Father and the Lord, General Rassia, uh, Daddy Gio, gave a wonderful message this morning. It's worth listening to, amen? So just go to YouTube, and you can easily get that there and listen to it. Fantastic. I've not listened through because of the time uh, that I had before the service. So my short exhortation will be in times like this, in times like this. Um, of course, you remember the old hymn, in times like this, you need a savior, in times like this, you need an accord, be very sure, be very sure, your accord is the solid rock, Jesus is the Lord. This is the one, this rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Hallelujah. So I have a few things written here that we need to do in times like this. Number one, we must be able to ask questions. We must be able to ask questions. And a lot of questions have been asked, you know. Uh, many times we just coast on, you know, that's what we've been told. Um, I think it's a wise thing for us to be able to ask questions 
and to seek the right answers. Unfortunately, right answers are not very freely available at this time um, because especially about this circumstance or situation, things are just evolving. Um, just a few days back, um, there was the Sapaki Valens, who is the chief scientific advisor to the government. He was summoned to the health select committee um, in the House of Commons, and they were grilling him and asking him questions. And amongst the many things he said, he, that was the time he was given the model, the projection of the model, so, so if we do this, we don't do that. And then they pinned him down. They said, well, how do you link all that is happening directly onto the virus that, you know, is, is, is out there. He said they don't know. He said, and if you see the way they record the death, they re simply record the death as the some X, Y, Z that has tested positive died. So you know, is that the cause of death? We don't know. But, but that's not even what we're here for. Uh, whatever it is, we, they pressed him, and he said, well, definitely every year, the chief scientific advisor to the government, I, I believe, has the best of statistics. He said 8,000 people, you know, die of flu over and above what is expected. So they, he said they have been able to say, so after they do the post-mortem, they can say definitely the final paucity of death must have been flu, 8,000 people. So, and that has been year in, year out. And there are many other winter conditions that trend to bring people down. So let's ask questions so that we can form a strong opinion because there's a lot of fear in the air and knowledge and information are pretty essential for all that. Um, that's all over the world, it's like that. US, I think I read something, it said between October and February this year, um, they found like 12,000 people direct cause by, by flu. Uh, what, what we're simply trying to say is that could the panic for this one be bigger than the problem? So, but I don't have an answer to that. I don't have all the scientific facts before me, and I'm not necessarily downplaying that, but I need to also have those facts before me. Does that make sense? I mean, it's just reasonable for me. You can't just sell things to me. You know, you can't just tell me that, you know, I should start standing on my head. I say, why? And I say, okay, why this, why this, why that? So, proving facts is what I've told you. And they said, those are the reported ones in the U.S. I'm not talking, I'm talking of October 2019 and February 2020. That was their figure. And they said, those are the recorded ones. They think there's probably about 20,000 altogether. Now, if in three months, ten, oh, God forbid, 5,000 or even 1,000 should die in relation to this virus, you, could, you, you imagine alarm that will come with it. Am I making sense to somebody here? So please ask questions. Amen? And that will put things in perspective for you. Number two, in times like this, some things are clear and incontrovertible. So you do ask people to ask questions, but some things are very clear and incontrovertible. For instance, there is a spirit of fear in the hair. Is that clear and incontrovertible? Okay. There is an exposure of the social and cultural dysfunction in society. We will have pride ourselves as a people that are orderly. We don't rush. We don't queue. We don't remind people. But we now lay it there that the country, that actually people are a lot more selfish than we think. And people are prone to panic. And people have been fighting in stores or whatever. So that is incontrovertible. Whatever has caused it, I don't know. So that should be a prayer point for somebody, for everybody in the nation to look inward and say that we are probably not as prim and proper as we thought we were. And this cut across generation, this cut across races, this cut across ethnicity and nationality. 
So there's work to be done. Some other things are incontrovertible that economy is being severely affected. Jobs are being lost and all the rest of that. So it is also very clear and we need to be, you know, um, not doubt all those things. So when we begin to pray, you might not know how to pray for the virus, but you can know how to pray against fear. You must know how to pray against a system in which, you know, economy is being is being drawn down and, and, being, and being dragged down. Dragged down is the word. And uh, I pray when we get to the time of prayer, we will see that as well. Number three, in times like this, you must choose your association. Social distancing must be preceded by spiritual distancing. You know, we talk so much about there are some people you need to distance yourself from. Even, no matter how highly, how lofty or how well-meaning they are. If what I'm telling you is instilling fear in you, distance yourself from me. Are you hearing me? Anyone, no matter how highly placed, if they, what they are saying, even if it is in good intention, but what you are walking away with is a sense of fear, or it's a sense of everything is collapsing, be very careful to learn how to do spiritual distancing. Hallelujah. Number four, everyone must define the role they are called to play. So all of us will not be working in NHS. I think I was just doing a very rough count, quite a number of doctors amongst us. So thank God for them and health workers, nurses, and people like that. Quite a fair number. You know, if you tally them together, they probably be closer to 20 or more. So they're, they're serving a great function. Of course, many of them still have spiritual function. And so, but many of us that are not even in the front line of the emergency services now, you know, we also are in the front line of a service. And that's why church meetings are called services. So look at it from a service point of view. Does that make sense to you? So what do we call the national health world? Service. And the fire? Service. So this, when we come together as a church and we call it a service, take it seriously. Take it that you are not just here to, the pe- pe- person that turns up in the, in the, in the, in the in the GP surgery or turns up in the A and E, does not turn up there to take care of himself. He turns there to also take care of others. Of course, you take care of yourself, but remember that we are always here for the good of the whole land. Amen. So we've defined our role, and we know without any shadow our role is to pray in times like this. Number what? Five, you must keep your heart during this time. In times like this, you must do what? Keep your heart. Motives matter a lot. And that's why I'm doing everything to constantly check my motive. Chris, why are you doing this? Why? Why I have never had a passion in my heart, never have this level of confidence in the Lord that my prayer, your prayer will change things. I've never. And I pray for a few things in my life. Believe you me, I'm so convinced that our prayers will make a noticeable change. An instant change for that matter. I'm not doubting it. And so that's why I'm distancing myself now because a lot of things is going to mention on Wednesday that are part of the fear that we go through as believers. It's not just the fear of problem, but the fear of people. What will people say? It's a, it's a potent fear. And if you are somebody of my own persuasion or my own personality, very compliant. I'm a very compliant person. Many of you will have known that. I don't, but if, if God has pushed me to this corner and I said, I'm afraid that this may be a once in a life chance for us as a people to make a difference. And I'm under severe pressure, as it were, to just ditch it and just go with the flow. I don't want this. I don't want to have any service. I can agree with you. I can assure you. I want some rest. <laughs> Give me the option. 
Who cares? Sorry for using such words. Who does not want to take a rest? I would love to. But something else is driving me. Almost what drove me when the Lord called me into ministry. I'm almost feeling the same sense of, it's almost like kamikaze. <laughs> you know, something just pushes you that you are important in this. Don't disappoint me. And I, I just don't want that to go by. It's easy. I'm, I've not been sleeping well. It's not a problem. Please don't, don't worry yourself about that. Don't, I, don't, I shouldn't have said that really. But what I'm simply saying is I've been tossing and I've, I've been weighing things carefully. And I'm still standing on it. I believe with all my heart that the church, when we pray, God will make an instant change to this matter. I believe with all my heart. It will be dramatic. It will be instant. And God, I'm asking him to let it be traceable back to his church for his own glory. And not so that, not so that we can. I mentioned on Wednesday, it's not, it's not a self-pride thing. Many people are praying all over the world. But in the wisdom of God, he just wants a number of people. At least we are confident and assured in the Lord that he has called us to pray. And we will need to do that. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise the Lord. So please let our motives be clear. Is that okay? So I've mentioned that over and that's what I started with. So this has got nothing to do with self-pride. It's got nothing to do with the church pride. It just got something to do with the kingdom and what God has chosen to call us. So Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. You know you very well. Psalm 139. It says, search me, O God, and do what? And know my heart today. Isn't it? It said, try me and know my thoughts or my anxieties. 24, please, he said, and see if there be, 24, please, and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Finally, in times like this, we must run fully, we must turn fully to God. Amen? We must turn fully. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Hallelujah. The Lord is hearing our prayers already. Oh, he is. I know he is. And you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with what? With what? We must search for him with all our heart. It's not a part-time thing. It's not just a half-hearted thing. We must do with all our heart. So, in the next few minutes, I will just use this Isaiah 59, 19 to 21 to lead us in prayer. Amen. Amen. I'm very assured already that you know that you will not be affected. I hope you know that already. Uh, so, that one is not the issue now. Health-wise, I know you will not be affected. I know that in the Lord by his, because of his name. The next level I want us to start dealing with is so that you will not be affected economically as well. But above all, the spirit of fear will not find a permanent residence in you. Fear starts one day. Oh, it's a spirit. It starts one day and the person will have mastered it so well. In every little thing, the person will be very jumpy. person will be very, very scared and jumpy. And so, I'm also praying with all my heart that none of us under any condition will pick that spirit at this time. Amen. Amen. So, we've got a lot of prayers to pray as the days go by. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling an excitement now. Hallelujah. I'm feeling an excitement in the Lord now. Mm, I just feel an excitement. that we, we will look back. We will look back. I don't know why the Lord reminded me that my dad's story, you know. And that has informed my life, you know. Whenever we go anywhere, in my house, in, we go to a hotel, and, you know, my wife and I, is the law. I sleep towards the door. 
The only thing is I don't sleep on the floor. At least my share that door, so push me to the floor. So if anything happens, you go and take it. So I practice that all my life. Hallelujah. Isaiah 59, very quickly. Amen. And we shall all stand times like this. Amen. Hallelujah. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the east. You know that that's the east. Okay, so is that, is that getting clear to you? Before we go on, so they shall fear the name of the... Please always display this thing because the bulk of our audience are online. So please, our folks on live stream and going to Instagram and Facebook, please, um, you've been doing a good work, so please keep doing that for us. Because as I'm reading, it's mainly for those that are listening remotely since our bulk audience is there. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the east. Is that Okay. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Are you preaching it already to yourself? Can you see the enemy coming like a flood? <laughs> All right. And we know how God is going to. Verse 20. The Redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. Verse 21. Please ask for me. So wherever you are listening to me, say, as for me. As for me. Says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. That's God speaking. My spirit who is upon you and my words which are put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth. Nor from the mouth of your descendants. Nor from the mouth of your children's children. Says the Lord. From this time and forevermore. I got to verse 21 and immediately there was a passion in me to turn that into prayer right away. And that's what we will do wherever you are. You are listening. If you just rise on your feet with me. Towards the end of the service, we're going to put a slide on the screen to let you know how best to join, you know, an online service. Okay? So, because it's a new way for us as well. You know, most of the time when we gather, we address those in the hall. But we believe the bulk of our audience, they are not in the hall, but they are remote there, outside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray for our children and our children's children. Please put verse 21 on the screen again. Verse 21 on the screen again. We're going to pray for them. You know, God revealed something to me. Uh, please, bear with me. I probably should have shared it. You know, it might be uncomfortable to stand for too long. Who raised Samuel? Eh? Who raised Ophni and Phineas? How did Ophni and Phineas turn out? Not very good. How did Eli turn out? How did Samuel turn out? Eh? Very good. You agree with me? So, what happened? When this man was younger, he could not, for some reason, raise Ophni and Phineas. And when he was old, he suddenly, you think he was raising Samuel? I think not. Who raised Samuel? God. Give your children to God to raise. I'm not asking you to abrogate your responsibility. Do what? I heard that loud and clear on Saturday around midday. And the Lord gave me a message on that. 
hand them over for God to raise. Will you do that? Who raised David? God. Even the father did not even know the boy was his brother Eliab was fighting him. In fact, he had, and that's why barely did he mention anything about his parents. And he was a good poet. He wrote many things about many things. He barely said anything. God raised David. Who raised Jesus Christ our Lord? We're going to hand our children over to the Lord for God to raise. Do you think that's possible? Because that's the concluding verse there. He said that my word in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth. But it will pass on to your children and to who? Your children's children. So we lift our heart unto the Lord and declare and say, in the name of Jesus, we release our children unto you, Father, to be raised by you. Start in the house of faith, O God. And let this go into the nation and the nations in the name of Jesus. Hand them over today. Hand them over. Those that are here, those that are about to come into your family as your children, hand them over. Even if you're a teenager in the house and you have not got children yet, you can hand them far ahead. It might be another few years, 10 years or whatever. Say, Lord, I hand my children over unto you. And those ones that are here because it's the promise of the Lord. The enemy will come against them like a flood. But it's the spirit of the Lord that shall raise a standard against the enemy. In the name that's above all names. Oh Lord, today we hand all our children over unto you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. None of our children shall go wayward. It is hostile outside there. They are under severe pressures. But God is able. God is able. Who can raise Samuel in the house, the most dysfunctional family you can ever think of, in the house of Heli? And the man turned out well. In the outside world there, we declare right now in the name of Jesus, all our children shall turn out well. The world will not enter them. And I pray this one, listen carefully. But then we enter into the world to change the world. Because they are salt in the earth and salt that will remain in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Wherever you have, give a clap of you unto the Lord. Because I know the Lord has heard that prayer. And if you want to continue to pray that, Isaiah chapter 59 verse 21 Join with Isaiah 54 verse 13. You know it very well. All your children shall be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. So we have an enemy that we're told in verse 19 of Isaiah 59. It says when the enemy shall come, the word enemies are there means when something that is choking you. That's what the words are actually mean. He said, when something that is constraining you, something that is choking you, and we could see the pincer grip of the enemy choking the nations right now. But the Lord says he will not allow the enemy to choke us. And whatever theory or hypothesis you have about where this is coming from, it does not matter. Something is choking the nation. Is that okay? Uh -huh. Whether it is real or not real, something is choking us. I mean, I don't care. It can be the biggest prank of all. It might turn, I don't know. And I'm not suggesting any conspiracy theory here. But one thing is clear, things are not okay. People are being choked. 
Life is being turned to where it ought not to be. So you're going to ask, according to that scripture, that the Lord will raise a standard. What is a standard? A standard is like a flag that you put down when you have conquered the territory. So when you have conquered the territory, what they normally do is that the first thing you do is that you remove the flag that was there or the flag of the conquered nation and put in your flag. Right now in Scotland, right now in the United Kingdom, right now in the nations of the earth, let the flag of Jehovah be put down. Let it be no. Put right into the ground in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the flag of Jehovah be raised. The enemy's tactics is to come like a flood. And the flood's primary purpose is to do what? Is to overwhelm. And that's why everything seems overwhelming. But the Lord has promised he will do what? He will raise a standard. And standard simply means the enemy will pack quickly and go. No matter which head you have, the moment the British raise their flag in Falkland Islands, the Argentinians pack and go. Immediately, U.S. raises flag in what are those countries that they've been to before? The enemy must pack and go. We are not talking of a nation. We are talking of God. The flag of heaven is going to be put right into the ground. And when God arrives, what will all his enemies do? What will enemies do? So we declare in the name of Jesus. We declare, let the enemies scatter in the name of Jesus. Please raise your voices with mine. You know we have gathered to pray prayers that God said he will answer. You know we are gathered to make declarations that God says he will honor. You know we are gathered remotely and a few in the house for the purpose that God's glory will be made known. Oh, please declare it. He said he will put down his flag. And immediately, the enemy will see the flag fly. And he will know the battle is over. This could have come upon us because God has allowed it. But we have prayed for mercy in the past few days of our meetings. We are praying for God to forgive our sins and the sins of the nations. And we know we have daddy on our side right now. And that's why we can begin to enforce what he has told us. That's why we can begin to declare what he has told us. We stake, we stake, we stake the flag of Jehovah right in this town, right in this region, right in this nation and nations of the world. And let the enemies scatter in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. Matthew 24, verse 22. Matthew 24, verse 22. The Lord said this concerning the greatest problem that will come upon the world. And this one can only be like a dress rehearsal. He said, unless those things were shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. For the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. For your sake and my sake, the days shall be shortened. So you will say we stand on the word of the living God. In the name of Jesus. And we say, Lord, fulfill your word. Shorten the days 
for our sake. In the name of Jesus, join your voices wherever you are with me. Stand on the written word of God. This is a prelude to what the Lord says we come at the end times. This is a prelude to what the Lord says we grieve the earth. And so it's time to pray unless the days were shortened. Huh? Unless the days were shortened. Shorten the days, oh God. Let there be no prolongation, elongation, and extension of this, oh Lord. We stand in your name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And verse 19 says, From the west they will fear the Lord. And from the east they will glorify him. The east should start getting ready to glorify God right now. Because of what they have seen. The west must fear the Lord. You agree with me? The west must fear the Lord though. The West has to fear the Lord. But the promise of the Lord is that the West will fear the Lord. And the East will glorify Him. And it's not a joke that God has divided into an East and West situation. It's not even a North and South situation. When it is time for the kingdom of... Um, uh, 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 dare I not forget that. I'm talking about the battle of Armageddon. When the nation from the north will be coming. He divided the world into north and south. But in this scripture, it's a division into north and west and east. So it's speaking unto us. By the mercy of the Lord, we will declare, west you will fear the Lord. So say with me in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare in your name, according to your word, that the people in the west will be made to fear you. And the people in the east, we glorify you in the name of Jesus. For a few moments, let's cry unto the Lord with passion, my brethren. Do you know every word of prayer in this room is rising unto the heavens? Is rising unto the heavens? Oh, yes, Lord. I'm sure South Korea will soon begin to fear, to glorify God. Because without any shadow of doubt, it's a nation in which Christianity is having a root. I'm sure China, whatever, how this has come about, I don't care and I don't know. I'm sure they will begin to glorify God because it's a nation where Christianity has been brewing to burst out. And nations in the West, you will fear this God. You will fear this God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. Hallelujah. Before I take my seat, I just want us to sing a song. I'm sure God has heard us today. Amen. Number one, the time shall be shortened. Number two, the flag of Jehovah has been staked into the ground. And the enemy cannot stand anymore. Whatever the enemy is, the enemy must go. He must go. Hallelujah. And we have also prayed that fear is not our portion. We are strong in the Lord. Through the love of Christ the Savior, all will be well. Do you know it? 
I love it. I was just praying this morning. The Lord brought that to my heart. I love la, la. It's a Welsh song, actually, I learned. And um, so, beautiful, beautiful old time song. Through the love of Christ the Savior, all will be well. If you can have it on the screen, please. Through the love of Christ the Savior. As we are waiting for them, good. No, 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 no. Ah, ah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. There's another tune I love. Through the love. Uh -huh, that's the original. Christ the Savior. All right, shall we start together? One, two, go. Q. Free and changes in his favor. Precious is the world, blood that healers. Precious is the blood Perfect is the grace that sealed us. privilege we have, oh Lord, to call upon your name. What a privilege we have to be your watchmen in times like this. We take it not lightly. We are grateful for the opportunity. We are grateful for the call. We are grateful that you have planted us in place where others have not found yet. We are rejoicing in you. And we know we have come as the special band of the Lord. As the special brigade of heaven. And stand against the onslaught of the enemy. Therefore we pray right now. Fear shall disappear from the land in the name of the Lord Jesus. This fear of situation and circumstance shall be turned to a genuine fear of God. Whereas we speak unto you, fear God. Fear God. 
Fear God. Is we speak unto you, glorify God. And in the name that's above our name, church, continue to worship this your king. And let it be known that we have a mighty one in Israel. The days ahead we commit to your hand. Guide us perfectly. Raise many altars for yourself in this nation. In the nations of the world. And give us wisdom to do things well. So that your name shall not be evil spoken of. Help us, Lord. Every evil eye against the church and against what you have called us to do, we turn those evil eyes away from us. The one that will not turn, we command them to be blind. But your work must be done. We propose in our heart not to make a show of our major underground what you have called us unto. And we just pray above all things that you will hear us from above. And your name shall be glorified. How we are grateful, O God. Thank you, eternal Father. And I pray, Lord, this week, by Wednesday, there will be special good news. There will be special good news this week in the name of the Lord Jesus. And everyone, we turn and give glory to you, our Father. Thank you, everlasting God. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.